in a world where trivia games are played on a podcast. One man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his... Punishment episode. Oh God! Punishment spoiler. Spoiler. This is definitely the last airbender. This is spoilers. Hell. <laughs> this is spoilers. Hello and welcome to Spoilers. I'm your host Mikey, and this is a punishment episode. The last airbender. Um, I'm your host this week because I lost some competition we held a while ago. I don't remember. It's probably for the Oscars, right, Pap? Was this? Oscar one, yeah, that sounds yeah, right. This is the Oscar punishment episode it took a while to get around. We had a couple <laughs> technical difficulties even tonight. Really, uh, this is a we'll see how this one goes. I'm actually on a Skype call with everybody else. Um, so let's go around the virtual table of this Skype conference call and introduce ourselves. And we'll go east to east, and that means Corey, you're starting and. Just uh, let everybody know if you watched the movie and if you have ever watched the cartoon. Okay. Uh, my name's Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren Memes or Corey the Intern. <laughs> I did watch the cartoon series uh, in its entirety, and I have watched the movie a couple times now because I watched it again for the podcast. I really do like this cartoon series. Like, it's it's awesome. I think it's great for all ages, and... Uh, some of the spoilers guys may know this, but I'm not super big into like uh, watching animated things, like animated movies and shows, but this is definitely an exception. I do love the Nickelodeon cartoon, and uh, yeah, I like it. The cartoon is great. Um, who's next, Pap? Yeah, this is Pappy, record from Louisville, Colorado. I'm the one who picked this because I beat Brett. On the Parasite pick, he picked uh, 1917, and it came down to the last one, and that's the reason why he's not on this podcast, I'm assuming, that he's still bitter <laughs> about that. But I've never seen the cartoon. I knew that you liked it, and I actually just Googled, like, worst children's movies to see. Like, I looked through all the movies you had given notes to. I Googled <laughs> worst children's movies, and this is, like, the first result, or, like, third result, and I was like, yeah, it's perfect, because I think he likes that wow. show. So I, I think it worked out pretty well, I hope, that you didn't like it. Oh, I definitely did not like it. Um, next is Stevie. <laughs> hey, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Um, I have not seen the animated series, but I have watched this godforsaken movie three times now. <laughs> no. Why? I don't know. Uh, we're in quarantine, and I- I'm just kind of shocked by how this movie was even made. So I think it was more of just trying to grasp if there's any good things about this movie at all and there is not so (laughs) i hope to watch the animated series one day hopefully sometime soon i did watch the movie mikey i forgot to say that sorry okay cool uh josh yeah this is josh recording nearby stevie i'm in goshen indiana uh yeah i watched last airbender and i hope we don't give the wrong impression on this pod like we typically watch the movies we cover, 
Uh, sometimes on these punishment movies, they're like so brutal or long that we will skip it, kind of for the lulls. But I'm glad everyone kind of watched this one. Um, and yeah, I've seen a little bit of the cartoon in the past, not a ton of it, but enough to know and see its quality for sure. And I'll just say, like, as crappy as this movie is, it really did make me want to like watch through and binge the cartoon but it looks like the only way you can get it is like purchasing it for like $45 outright or something Oof. it's worth every penny what? man is it really it's really oh, it's good. great yeah it's absolutely great and josh i had a friend that i saw this movie with in theaters and he also hadn't seen it uh he hadn't seen the animated series we saw the movie together and then he started watching the cartoon after <laughs> yeah when you watch this movie you can like see what could be good about it <laughs> Right, like the universe is kind of there, and it's the same universe in the series. It's just the execution is vastly different. Yeah. Is there a lot of self-narration in the animated show? No. <laughs> is that no. just a thing no. where people just announce what they're feeling at all times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh, I was going to ask you, did you end up watching this with your kids, or did you just watch it by yourself? No, I just watched this by myself one day while I was working from home. I mean, it's a pretty tame. <laughs> it's not. I mean, they fight, but it's like not Star Wars violence, I guess. But uh, it's just pretty boring. I don't think it'd keep your kids engaged. One guy gets drowned. Oh yeah, one guy does get murdered for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's in a super uh, we'll explicit and gruesome way, though. That I mean, it, no, a kid can kind of. I mean, people get killed in Disney yeah. movies, don't they? They just fall off cliffs. I think they'd just be <laughs> bored out of their mind. They wouldn't stick around to watch the whole thing. Um, but I'll, I'll, uh, say where I'm recording from. I'm Mikey. I'm recording from Goshen, Indiana. Um, I've watched this movie twice because the first watch, uh, kind of half watched and then the, the recording session didn't happen. So I ended up rewatching it again and then ended up kind of half watching the other half that I missed. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I had watched this a total of one total time. Uh, <laughs> And I'm sure I still missed a lot of stuff because it's just not very engaging. But um, the cartoon uh, is fantastic. And that's kind of how I got into this uh, this this uh, series is because I kind of just Googled best anime uh, to start off with. And this is generally at the top of the list because it's, uh, like Corey said, pretty accessible uh, to like a wide audience it's, and it kind of uh, appeals to all ages, too, and it's got a lot of heart. It's pretty funny, and I think the animation is really great. So the cartoon is top-notch, and you should definitely try to watch that if uh, you had any interest in this lame adaptation of the movie. So can I, can I add something to that? Yeah. It's technically not an anime, I guess, because it's an American-made production in the style of an anime. So I think the hardcore anime people, which I'm not, would probably say that it's technically not an anime, so... If you're yelling at your phone right now or whatever, <laughs> we know it's not technically. <laughs> is the movie a prequel or a sequel or in the middle of the series? Where does this fall in with the show? The movie tries to do the entire series in, I'm assuming, two movies because we get a pretty big cliffhanger uh, at the end of this Jeez, movie. I so. want to speak right. to that. So the, the movie is the whole 20 episodes of season one. For sure. So yeah. the season one is called Book One Water. And it, everything that happens in the movie is a super compressed version of that. They just hit the key points and just really run through it. How many seasons are there of the show? Three. 
Uh, well, there's also like a spinoff of uh, the girl to Korra. Yeah, uh, she has her own show. I haven't seen that though, but I heard it's also pretty good. When Game of Thrones got bad at the end, it a lot of it to me was because they were sacrificing character arcs and development for hitting plot points and not knowing even everything about the cartoon. Like it just felt like they were just hitting plot point after plot point, and you could never get a hold on who these characters were throughout. Oh, I agree with that. There's only one moment in the movie where you get to see Aang the way he actually is. And that's when they go to the Northern Air Temple. And he's kind of excited to see his people because he hasn't seen them. He's been frozen or whatever. Um, he, that like joyish, like that, uh, excuse me, that boyish joy <laughs> is like the way Aang is all the time. Like he's like just a super excited, happy-go-lucky little kid. Mm-hmm. And he's not really like that in this movie. He's like kind of, you know, with his big sad eyes, just staring into the camera, super close <laughs> up a lot of the time. Is he really bad actor in the cartoon too? <laughs> no, no, he's awesome. No, he's not. Uh, he's not nearly as annoying. Uh, but we should really start with this movie because I don't want to talk about it for very long. Um, so we're going to start off with the beginning of the movie, and it starts off with Katara, who is a waterbender from this water tribe. Um, and she's with her brother Sokka. Uh, he's played by Jackson Rathbone. Katara is played by Nicola Peltz. I don't know if any of these people are acting anymore. Um, but it's at the South Pole, apparently. I'm guessing we're on an Earth-like uh, planet. If it's not straight-out Earth, it's just like a different universe Earth or something. They don't really explain that. Um, and they're tracking down a tiger seal, or what they think is a tiger seal, and... They end up finding something else, and since all of you guys have watched this, Corey, why don't you explain what they find underneath the ice? Uh, okay, so while hunting for food for their village down there at the South Pole, they see some kind of glowing underneath the ice, and they start investigating it. They start kind of hacking away to figure out what's going on, and there's like a big light, and they find a boy... That has been frozen in the ice, along with his giant flying bison, who we later le- learn is named Appa. And uh, they mm-hmm. take him back to their village. It's just, to them, it's just a, a boy they found frozen in the ice. They don't know who he is. He's got some strange tattoos on his hands and on his head and back. And they're just trying to figure out who he is and what he's about. I have a question. Yep. It, it is, I think I want to give it to Pappy, because it's like, ugh. the cinematography here is good. What Corey just described is pretty cool. Why does it suck so much? <laughs> I don't know. There's something that just feels off about the whole movie. You know what I mean? And I don't think M. Night, who three movie club now, he's up there with like Sam Raimi and like the second tier of like most directors that we've spoiled. Uh, I, what, I don't know if like what would have inspired the choice for him to do this. Was this before or after, after Earth? Before? Um, I don't, I don't he know. made two really, really bad <laughs> blockbusters. This is before After Earth. Before After Earth? Right, Ooh. so After Earth was the next movie he made. The next bad movie, I should say. What was the movie he made before this? Lady in the Water? Uh, all future spoilers picks. While you guys go... I also, Mikey, <laughs> I also thought that the guy who played Sokka... You said his name was Jackson yeah. Rathbone. I thought he was probably the worst actor in the whole movie. 
Yeah, he's not great. And I just want to say that in the cartoon, these are all Asian uh, characters. <laughs> and throughout this entire movie, I think we see like maybe two or three Asian people. And <laughs> it's really kind of jarring. Mikey, I'm looking at his IMDb now. He was born to American parents who were living in Singapore at the time. So technically he is Asian. And that was racist of you to assume that he wasn't. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna cancel myself and just end this podcast. <laughs> I don't have to talk about it anymore. Look, I wanna I wanna say this about M Night Shyamalan's because I just pulled up his IMDb. So he did Lady in the Water, and then The Happening was his next movie. The Last oh Airbender God. was after that, and then After Earth was after that, and then The Visit. It's a dark time. Is there a more jarring uh, transition than the happening to Last Airbender? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. What is his latest movie? Isn't he like kind of on an upswing lately? I mean, besides... I don't know. Glass was pretty terrible. Oh, Glass was no good, man. I gave Glass a yes, and I stand <laughs> by it. You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, they find this kid in Trap in the Eyes. His name is... Ang, uh, they don't pronounce it right in this movie. <laughs> they don't pronounce his name right, and they don't pronounce Sokka's name right. They say Soka. They don't pronounce anybody's name right. And Iroh, they call Iro. I'm Ang. Is it okay if you tell me your name? The monks named me Ang. Yeah, it's super annoying. <laughs> um, this this kid Ang is played by Noah Ringer. I don't know if he's done much, but he he's done might be. He might be the worst part of this movie, honestly. Uh, and he's the main character. He, I just feel like he's not very charismatic at all. And none of these actors are really charismatic. Nobody's carrying uh, your interest from scene to scene. And it's, I don't know. It's, I mean, who wrote this movie? Someone who hadn't seen the show, I'm assuming, who got the Cliff Notes version. I mean, it was M. Night. You- you open up with a narration talking about how my brother is a bad hunter. I don't tell him, though. But he is. <laughs> and then, like, like av- Avatar or Avatar. They say both pronunciations in this movie drove me nuts. Um, <laughs> he comes out of the giant ice ball. And the first thing Soka says is, like, he must be tired. And, like, even when um, they get to that, I guess you can call it that monk monastery or whatever, where you see all those dead bodies. Like, the sister starts, like, talking about what Avatar is feeling, and it's just so jarring to watch. I love how someone said Soka was the worst actor. Someone said Ang is the worst. <laughs> and I thought Katari and her reads, her voiceovers, were just brutal. He wants to go to the spiritual place. How do you know that? <laughs> how do you yeah, know that? She's just, everything she says is just really empty. Like, there's no emotion behind it. And the thing about the cartoon is... They're all great friends on the cartoon. Like it's great to see their friendship and how they work together, um, and how they learn from each other and all of that. But all of that is just kind of brushed aside because we're trying to tell the whole first season in what is essentially a hundred minute movie, and it just doesn't really work at all. So I think that's kind of like the biggest fault is. I don't know. First of all, it's got to be super difficult and probably a really bad idea to try and adapt an anime, quote-unquote, show uh, into a movie. Um, It's never worked. Yeah, it just does not work. So you're starting off on the wrong foot uh, in the first place with this movie. I guess it's like video game movies in that way, right? 
This felt a lot like a video game movie, just like broken and disjointed and rushed. Like there were things like Josh said that they had to do, but it just didn't get there organically. Mm-hmm. Mikey, did you love um, Ang's or Ong's speech to the Earth people? <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was worth the price of admission right there. Earthbenders! Why are you acting this way? You are powerful and amazing people. You don't need to live like this. There's earth right beneath your feet. The ground is an extension of who you are. (laughs) That is exactly what I'm talking about. He's supposed to like round up the troops or whatever uh, amongst the the earth, the earth (laughs) clan. And he's just like, why am I going to listen to this annoying bald headed kid? Like he, He's not very charismatic. He, I'm not going to listen to him. He's really annoying. And uh, he hasn't like done anything to show me that he's the Avatar at that point. He's kind of still hiding. And I don't know. Everyone that talks about this movie talks about this part with, with rallying the earthbenders that are imprisoned. The big difference in the show is that the earthbenders that are captured are taken away to a place where they're, they're basically on a ship where there's no earth around them. So they... They're trapped because they can't use their abilities to free themselves. Where in in the movie, they easily can, as we find out. Just there. (laughs) Just do it. Just get out. Just do it. (laughs) That plot point isn't that bad. But him just, like, coming out of nowhere and, like, there's a dude just sweeping dirt from the left side of his house to the right side of his house. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I... I don't know. The thing about the fighting, I know it looks goofy as hell in this movie because they're doing a lot of movement and not a lot of like magic is happening. They're kind of just dancing (laughs) for a large portion of the fighting. (laughs) Mikey, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's like kind of what I'm getting at. Like they do that in the cartoon, but it looks good because they're animating like the water, the fire, the dirt flying around them at the same time. And here it's just like, uh, there's just like a piece of dirt kind of just floating slowly or something. <laughs> it's like, like 95% <laughs> dance and 5% You're talking about the magic. super slow moving rock that the earthbenders <laughs> send? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all so boring when it could. And first of all, what do you guys think about the CGI? I don't think it looks bad. I just think it's like kind of lazy how there's not much movement i guess uh it's not really integrated well into the fighting it's just everything about this movie is boring i don't know how to explain it. how did this movie cost 150 million dollars to make without marketing the shitty cgi (laughs) probably i mean there's no giant actors in this movie who were they paying dev pep you think it's shitty it's ilm well i think it looks like pretty decent it looked decent for the time it like it kind of reminded me of like chronicles of narnia level cgi like all of like the kind of big action set pieces that use cgi from around this time have the same look and i don't really necessarily like it and it was also really boring Mm -hmm. (laughs) to watch well there's a delay with the cg like it's not timed correctly so when someone does a movement the the bending ability doesn't match the movement at the right time I don't know if that's like a visual effects or editing problem or both, but it's a problem. 
<laughs> it's a problem. Can I just say that the way that they dance, like I'm not familiar with the lore of this, but the way they dance just to practice and the way they dance and do this like trip hop movement <laughs> to like summon <laughs> the elements. This, I think that took it from a movie that was like so bad it might be good for me because I couldn't help but crack up every single time <laughs> that dying guy was like, Dancing all around, rubbing his bald head. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to watch. It's hilarious. And they're even hamming it up like even more than the cartoon. Like they're definitely moving way more than they do in the cartoon. <laughs> really? I don't know. Everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're not. Aang's not doing so much movement to pull off a, a move or anything to summon some fire or anything. He's. I don't know. It's just bad. It's not good at all, guys. Uh, I'm sorry, you guys. Had a, we collectively watched this like 11 times, so I'm real sorry. <laughs> we did. Uh, but we should keep on moving. Um, Josh, do you remember Zuko? And do you want to like kind of explain what his deal and why he's looking for the Avatar? Uh, uh, so Zuko, um, who's he played by? He's um, in... Dev Patel. Yes, and he one of my favorite great actors. Actor. He's he's yeah, a slumdog, and he comes across as a good actor, but everyone else is like so wooden that I feel like he comes up over like overachieving. Yeah. is the way he comes across. He's a tryhard. He's going way too yeah. hard in the paint, and everyone else is like not on his level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey, can you attest that this is how Zuko acts in the cartoon, though? Um. I mean, to some degree, Zuko has the best character arc in the entire series. For sure, yeah. And uh, he's voiced by Dante Bosco, who plays Rufio in the Hook movie. So I, no I, like, I like him that much extra for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think it, it's quite a one-to-one. I mean, he's he's pretty angsty in the first season of the show, though. And he's angsty in the movie, too. So I guess plot-wise, Mikey, Zuko... I guess has been ousted from the Fire Nation because um, some great failure he had. So the only way he can get back in his dad's good graces, and his dad is like the king or sovereign over that part of that nation or something, um, is if he finds the airbender and brings him back to his dad. So his like life's mission is to do that. And meanwhile, he's got this uncle. I can't remember his uncle's name off the top of my head. But he's, Hero. Yeah, he's very like Qui-Gon Jinn, but mm-hmm. of the Fire Nation. And yeah, he's a mentor. He seems like a cool character. Like I could see like how over the course of a series, like exploring that relationship would be interesting. There could be so much more time for give and take. But like when you condense it down to a hundred minute movie, they're all like super one note, you know what I mean? Like his uncle's super good guy and Dave Patel's super angry. You know what I mean? There's never kind of like the, I don't know, move towards the middle. How bad was that narration in the market or when they're eating or whatever? And he calls the little boy over to tell him. How <laughs> terrible was that? <laughs> so lame. This is like one part of the movie where you can be clever, where he's a little boy or little girl. You know, what happened to, you know, this prince or whatever? And he could have been telling an entirely different story than what actually happened on screen. It actually would have been a really cool moment. But just to show like narration over what happened is so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with uh, Corey though. He does have like the best arc on the cartoon, and you really can't 
rush that whole arc uh, into like 90 minutes and they try to do that really hard because he's essentially a good guy at the end of this movie. And uh, yeah, it takes a while for him to get to that point in the series. So it's pretty disappointing and they obviously set it up for uh, a sequel. So I don't know why they try to rush this as fast as they did because it just doesn't really work. We could be friends, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's an episode in the show when uh, he puts on that blue mask and he rescues Aang uh, because he mm-hmm. wants to bring the Avatar to uh, Fire Lord Ozai instead of his, you know, competition, the Admiral. And it's actually a really good episode. It kind of builds to that, and the way it's executed in this, it seemed like it was just for like an action scene. Did you guys get that vibe when he rescues him? Because it was kind of like midpoint, I think, in the movie, and they they needed some action at this point because everything else had been exposition. Yeah, the the movie had come to like a grinding halt with uh, this trio just kind of like flying from village to village, not really doing much uh, anything of anything like interesting. They're like, I guess, liberating the people from the Fire Nation at this point, and uh, I don't know. It's still somehow boring to watch on screen it's not very interesting for like this this 15 20 minutes of them doing this <laughs> zuko becomes like this jim carrey the mask background character for like a minute <laughs> i think it's what Corey's just <laughs> yeah Smoking. he's shot in the face with an arrow at some point as he should uh he's you guys want to just skip to that part yeah, after he breaks out Ong? Yeah, Ong had gotten uh, captured by the Fire Nation and escaped. Uh, we're, we're just flying through this, I guess. <laughs> um, so did the writers. And, yeah, he escaped. And then uh, the trio is, like like I said, trying to liberate this these villages. And that's like their new mission. While they try to get to some place, I think the Air Temple or something, and... Pap had mentioned it earlier that they get to one air temple and he learns that everybody he had ever known had died because he's been under that ice for a whole century. Pap, do you want to explain that air temple scene? Yeah, uh, it's a big... Well, I think the other thing too, Mikey, is I said the CGI sucked earlier and, and maybe it wasn't so much in the action set pieces where I thought it looked bad, but like every single scene is like 90% prequel level... CGI, you know what I mean. So like when they're in the jungle, or like when they go into that temple that has all of the statues, like it's all fake. You know what I mean. So nothing looks that good. But mm-hmm. it's the hall of like he said that like, like he said all of his like friends are dead, his teachers are dead, and then he finds like one guy there. I think and he leads him into the hall of avatars where there's a statue representing like every past avatar, and it's very like um, ah, fuck like the last emperor esque or whatever, like where the the baby has to pick out the three toys. Uh, and if he picks out the same three toys, he's like the reincarnated version of the avatar, but he ends up being set up. Uh, I think he was being, uh, he was, uh, a bunch of arrows come out at him, which is any of that in the show, like the whole backstory of the statues. Is that more flushed out? Oh yeah. It's very rich in the cartoon. It sounds so cool. Yeah. Like on its surface, I'm like, Oh, this is like an interesting concept. Like even with the whole ceremony around like picking the avatar, but it's just like five minutes of exposition to mm. move on. It's like, damn, I wanted more. <laughs> it's yeah. It's super heavy in like the last season because of uh, the reincarnation thing. So he, I think he ends up meeting like his past self or something multiple times. Corey, I'm not sure, but 
Yeah. We definitely see other avatars at some point. Yeah, all throughout. Is this movie offensive to Buddhist people? Like, it, it seems really similar, like, almost like a llama sort of reincarnation and you're a elevated sort of person on Earth for a while. Well, speaking of offensive, I have another question. In the show, are the Fire Nation people all Indian? Is, or is that just a casting choice for, for this movie? <laughs> That's a casting choice, man. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to go phenotype-based people. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> One of those guys is a comedian, right? Asif Mandi? Yeah, he's like yeah. a correspondent on The Daily Show, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really kind of sticks out. I Because I just can't... Not that he's a bad actor. It's just when I see his face, I always picture him as like an asshole in an office setting uh, or something in a funny movie, but seeing him here in this crazy getup, everybody has uh, pretty interesting and elaborate costumes. I don't think the costumes are bad, but um, he just looks out of place to me. Mikey, I have a question for you. What? Since you're a big fan of the animated series, um, does Ong or Avatar have a mentor at all in that show? Uh, Yeah, right? I mean, because he's talking to past avatars Corey, right yeah so he's a, he's in contact with the spirit well he has a lot of mentors he gets people to teach him yeah. each of the elements throughout the series so we get that a little bit of that in the movie with the water katara is a mentor she teaches him yeah it just seems like a big failure this movie for them not for like even to like insert a character that didn't exist in the animated show as a mentor for the fact that if you're gonna go on a hero's journey that hero like better have a mentor along the way and it makes no sense that he is the hero and the mentor at the same time and he already knows all of his powers like pretty well besides the water thing yeah that's a real frustrating thing for me does zuko's uncle ever become one of his mentors that'd be kind of cool he has a bigger part to play in the story he helps out later yeah yeah in the series they end up being everybody's friends besides like the sister we see at the end in this cliffhanger um the dad obviously of the fire nation the king of the fire nation and and like maybe a couple other people that aren't introduced in this movie but yeah pretty much everybody else ends up becoming like united against the fire nation at that point uh let's see where are we at um so he gets to that temple and all of his friends are dead and he has like a little moment where he's like flashing back or having contact with the spirit that Honestly, uh, doesn't re- I don't really think serves any purpose. It just shows that he is like connected to a spirit world. Um, I, I don't know. He does. He talks to like a dragon or something. Uh, it's not very interesting, and it doesn't look that great. It's very Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Stevie put nailed the na- hit the nail on the head earlier, and you're just like, do you have a spiritual place? It's so, <laughs> so strange. Oh. Is there a spiritual place where I can meditate? There is a very spiritual place. The city was built around this place. Like, you guys brought up Skyrim. Like, every character is like a Skyrim, like, non-playable character in NPC. <laughs> where, like, if An walks up to him, they're like, they're like, oh, I'm a blacksmith. I'm going to go over here. If you need anything, talk to me. And they just walk away. I used to be an Edinburgh there, but I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> and then they walk away. They're like, oh, NPC, cool. Yeah, nobody has heart in this not even the main character. The main the stakes character, are real low in this movie. Mikey, what did you think about the love story between my favorite actor Soka and the 
Queen of the North or whatever she is. <laughs> UA? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, compared to the cartoon, it's not that great. And they try to just make these two fall in love in, uh, what, 10, 15 minutes? 10 uh, seconds. No, not even that. Yeah. Not even 10 seconds. They look at each other. It's instant look. Yeah, as soon as Sokka sees this girl, he is uh rock hard uh, <laughs> yes yes dog about <laughs> yes dog all about this girl and then it's a smash um, cut and then he says oh i've loved spending these last few weeks with you <laughs> it's just that they look at each other cut they've spent few weeks with each other Did, does he say that either he or she says that oh man i was really not paying attention <laughs> <laughs> because i didn't realize how much time had passed by I honestly thought they got to that, uh, well, let's, let's explain. They get to, uh, what, the water, the water tribe, a different water tribe, I think, uh, than the original. The one white named. people. White walkers. Yeah. Uh, we've somehow strayed even farther away from the Asian, uh, background <laughs> of the cartoon and we've just gone full white people, uh, in this new tribe and, he ends up learning the most from the white people about how to bend water. And like we said, Sokka falls in love with the water tribe princess. Uh, she has white hair because she was saved by uh, a couple of the spirits on this planet. Of course. Uh, I think as a baby. Yeah, so she ends up having white hair. And she ends up sacrificing herself to save one of the spirits. So... Sokka really has a tough go in these couple weeks. He ends up falling in love and uh, losing uh, his, his girlfriend in a matter of like 10 he minutes. He deserves so. it though, because he's not a good hunter. They never <laughs> solve that either. He's still a bad hunter. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do with this character, because in the cartoon he's like pretty funny and just like a nice break uh, from kind of like the serious... It's not serious, but like this... The more serious uh, storylines of the show, he's just the comedic relief, and he's not funny at all in this movie, <laughs> and uh, he's not a very good fighter. He doesn't really bring anything to the table. Really. No, they don't really go for that the comedic relief thing in this movie at all, but that's that's pretty much his purpose in season one. I mean, he grows too, but yeah, they they mm-hmm. don't go for it. Is the moon spirit a bigger deal in the show? <laughs> Like not just a koi. Uh, it comes into play in the last, the last. This is such a shoehorn in this movie. It drives me nuts. It's more viable in the show because they go more into like how the spirits interact with the world. See, they that's live what in. I'm saying. Because it literally goes from one. Like it makes no sense. Okay, the fish gets stabbed, and all of a sudden she's throwing herself in a pool, and her soul goes out. And my wife looks at me and goes, "Of course." Well, and here's <laughs> okay. the other thing too about the CGI. <laughs> she knows. Here's the other thing too about the CGI is like who's that big cool like creature that's all CGI? Uh, the, the Appa? 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 Like that guy Appa. looks awesome. And then when it comes to these like all powerful moon spirits, they use actual like real fish, and it just looks so lame compared to all of those <laughs> CGI characters. It's like oh, you just got some fish and put them in this bond. That mm. reveal doesn't work either because the only other spirit we've been introduced to is a freaking dragon. It's not like, oh, they're all just harmless and interacting with the world in that way. Like, it makes no sense to me, still. Yeah. It is really just shoehorned at the end when the Fire Nation shows up and they're like, oh, yeah, I have to kill these spirits in order for us to, or in order for the Fire Nation to 
I don't know, to win this war, to win these battles. I wanted to see him, like, curb stomp that fish or, like, take the bag and just hit it over <laughs> the rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the stab is kind of an interesting choice. I don't think that would work too well. But what else happens here? Uh, Eero, Uncle Eero and um, who else? Who's the guy? Uh, Asif Mandi. Zuko. Oh, man. Everybody's just fighting now at this point, and it's not very good choreography. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, uh, Ong is fighting Zuko. Uh, Ong's tied up, and he's fighting Zuko in, like, this room with a bunch of jars and stuff. Um, he's kind of just flying all around the place and avoiding Zuko, and it's really cheesy and not great. Um, and Iro is fighting... Uh, who's that other guy um, that just killed the fish? Oh, Admiral Zhao? Yeah, he's fighting him, and I guess the big point of, uh, 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 to, to note here is that Eero has conjured fire without, like, any source of fire around him, and Ooh. I'm pretty sure that wasn't a thing in the cartoon. No, But in this not. movie, they make a note, yeah, a note about it, and he's, like, kind of freaked out that Eero just conjured up fire here, uh, using his powers, so... That's something that's totally different from the cartoon, and maybe that's kind of why the fighting is so lame, because, I don't know, all, like, they have to be near a source of water, they have to be near, like, a campfire uh, to do any of this cool stuff, otherwise they're just normal people, so it's a bit different, and I don't think anybody liked it from the reviews that I had read about this movie. <laughs> You just went through a lot, Mikey, but I think there's, like, little moments in there that really did seem like just a crumb of coolness. Or, like, man, I wish they would have, like, delved into that more. Like, I liked how they sh catapulted in these huge fireballs, not to blow things up, but just to, like, provide fire for the firebenders that were in there. Um, I actually did like some of the scenes where Ang is, like, using wind to like sneak around and move i did not buy it when he's like blocking punches and like <laughs> tripping people at all though yeah but you know what i mean D did you guys have like little things that were kind of cool here when ang is doing water bending against like the the faceless nameless fire bending troops which is around this time uh, I think that's probably the highlight of the movie for me because that's the part that looks the best when he's just like taking people out. And it's a big wide shot and it's, you know, the in the final action scene. So I think some care was put into it. Isn't there a part where he's just like zooming through the armies too? That's kind of cool. Like using wind to just like... Oh, he Naruto runs with his arms behind his back through the middle of this battle. Everybody stops and creates a perfect line lane for him to run through. It's really weird. I hadn't noticed that the first time, but I saw it the second time and I laughed out loud hysterically <laughs> uh, just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. But everybody else is uh, fighting like out in the courtyard or whatever. Like The Fire Nation is fighting all of this water tribe and it doesn't really look like anybody, any one side is winning. Um, and Ang is just kind of trying to make his way to the uh, city walls so he can kind of stop uh, the Fire Nation ships from getting into the city. And, Corey, what does he do to stop these ships? This is the climax of uh, this final battle here. Well, he goes up to, uh, to like, 
the wall, the great wall that kind of overlooks the oncoming ships. And he goes into, I believe, the Avatar state, which is a thing that's more brought up in the cartoon, just like a lot of other things here. But that's where he kind of like summons his full potential. Tattoos light up. The tattoos light up. They do. Mm-hmm. That's one thing they kept. And he kind of makes some giant waves to push back the ships. And after realizing that, I guess he's so powerful, they just kind of leave on their own. Um, I remember that playing out a little bit differently in the cartoon with the giant waves he creates, but I don't remember the specifics. He doesn't really take anyone out, though. He kind of like, after he sees they're retreating, he just lets them go. Yeah, we should also... He he creates that giant wall of water and... Um, I think Zuko was also out there on the water too. He had ended up, uh, coming around, I think on the avatar and, uh, ended up stopping his fighting, uh, or trying to capture, uh, the avatar. And before Zuko had gotten out to that boat, he had run into Zhao and this is where Zhao gets murdered by a bunch of like, <laughs> uh, just regular waterbender people. He gets, uh, straight up murked on this bridge. Henchman. Yeah. Josh, how does he die? Uh, man. So four guys looking like Sub-Zero show up <laughs> and they all like just grab kind of a spurt of water and, surround him with it and I think he has some flame and they douse it quick and then they just raise him up and he's just in this ball of water he's kind of obscured so you can't see like the eyes bulging out of her head uh, out of his head unfortunately you can't see his capillaries burst or anything or see him vomiting <laughs> blood but he does he does actually drown in this bubble and they just like set him on the bridge lifeless I was shocked actually that he was dead I thought they'd keep him prisoner or something what if M. Night made an, like, an R-rated Last Airbender? That could have been kind of cool. Still bad. I would have loved if... He he falls pretty hard on the bridge. I would have loved if like his head popped or something when he hits the bridge <laughs> or something. Just one moment of hyper-violence in this kid's movie. What if they used the water to like force water into like his mouth and butthole and just burst him open? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> he turns into a, a douche, a human douche, and <laughs> dies by that way. Um, uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. After the ships leave, um, uh, this is a terrible scene of everybody bowing down to Ang and uh, Katara and. Sokka uh, join everybody else in bowing, and then Ang has this really weird uh, final, final, uh, I don't know, pan, uh, well, not a pan shot, like a, a trolley shot straight at his face, and he looks really sad as he's like left to now be the avatar of all of these people. And I think it's kind of setting up for a sequel uh, right after that because we go to the Fire Nation King, and he uh, asked his daughter to kind of hunt down the Avatar at that point. Um, you guys have any thoughts on this last 30 seconds of this movie? <laughs> what do you guys think about Ang's exit? Yeah, I think M. Night is hauling around grapefruits uh, down, you know, beneath the belt. My God, he had to have known how bad this movie was throughout the movie, right? Had to have. Had to have known how bad this movie was. And to make that... You know, I now leave, I forget what he says, but he pretty much says, like, daughter, 
then she gives this dumb smile and she's like, yes, father. Like, <laughs> M. Night had, like, I wonder if this was the last day on set and M. Night is just on the brink of, like, jumping off the tallest skyscraper he can <laughs> oh find. God. Like, this is <laughs> awful. No, she's acting all out. She gives, like, the triple hesitant, crazy smile. <laughs> like, I don't think there's any... I think they're unabashedly going for it here, Steve. I, th- I feel really bad for Dev Patel, too, because I think they were at meetings, and I wonder if Dev asked the question, like, are we going to act exactly like our characters are? Are we going to watch the show? And everybody's like, yeah, 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 we're going to do all those things. And he's the only one that did it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I'm, I'll bet you that day where he was like, bring me all your elderly! I'll bet you the other actors were like, whoa. It's like being what? the only guy that shows up in a costume for a party. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody was like, what is going on It's like doing a group here? project in college, and you're the only one that does your part Only at all. one that did the work. Everybody's like, hey, man, like, are you okay? Like... And I'm sure, like, I'm sure Dev had conversations with M. Night being like, are you sure what I'm doing is okay? And M. Night's like, Dev, I want you to picture that you haven't eaten for four days and there's a raw steak in front of you. And you are going to devour this steak in a most disgusting way, like, as possibly as you can. I want you to chew up the scenery in every shot. And everyone's going to be on par with you. And I'm sure Dev went back to his trailer crying to his agent saying, they're not doing what they were going to say they were going to do. They're not doing it. <laughs> he comes off as like the Joker in this movie. He's just so fucking insane compared to everybody and else. And I'm so happy I watched Lion before I saw this movie because he's a really good actor. And I feel so bad yeah. for him in this movie. Yeah, he's by far the best actor uh, in this whole ca- cast, I think. Uh, Uncle Hero isn't bad either, but... Dev Patel ends up having a career, so <laughs> it's amazing this didn't like grind it to a, a halt or anything because he staggering really halt. does stick out. Yeah, he really does stick out compared to everybody else because he is handing it up like the cartoon. <laughs> so, how many times did M Night make him say, "How many times do I have to tell you I have to get the Avatar?" <laughs> <laughs> he says that like a hundred times. <laughs> you don't understand, Uncle. <laughs> That wasn't bad. <laughs> I love it. I, I just loved it. I would love it if one day he was like, hey, M or Mr. Knight, like, it says I'm angry in the script. Why do I have to announce that I'm angry? It's <laughs> kind of the way we're doing this movie. You just say things. You announce your... It, it's a visible exclamation point. That's what this movie is. Well, that's the end of the movie. Um, I just have one more thing that I wanted to... To talk about, uh, this is really just a, someone's <laughs> Amazon Prime uh, review that I just wanted to read. And <laughs> it's a little lengthy, but I'll try to I'll try to get through it. They got a bullet list of stuff they didn't like either, and I ended up finding myself uh, really agreeing with with this review. So I'll just read it. Uh, wow! Uh, first of all, uh, this is by Annie. One star. Even worse than before. Um, reviewed from the United States on December 5th, 2017. You guys can go look at this if you want after you watch the movie. Wow, this movie is literal garbage. I hadn't seen it since I was around 12 years old, so a good solid 10 years went by. I recently rewatched the whole series again for the third time and couldn't resist in watching this. Somehow I had some hope that I could see this differently. No, no, no. There are so many things fundamentally wrong with this adaptation that it's embarrassing. It is obvious that no one that was responsible for, responsible for this film was an Avatar fan because I didn't see one thing that reminded me of the animated show. 
And then she goes on the list. Um, reasons why this movie sucks. <laughs> Number one, pronunciation. Ang, Avatar, Soka, Iro, honestly, WTF. I don't give a flying F that the director insists that they say it in the traditional manner, say it how the freaking show did. Uh, number two, where was Sokka's humor and incredible intelligence when it comes to planning and tactics? Number three, who is even Ang in this movie? There was not one single expression of his character, no compassion, peace, playfulness, humor, etc. Katara, no, no, that girl was not even remotely close to the strong, independent, caring, and loving person from the show. <laughs> Five, there is not a wise or humorous bone in Uncle Hero's body. Number six, can we all just agree that every character in this movie doesn't even deserve to be called a character? They might as well be sticks in the mud for all I care. Um, seven, white people. Uh, just going to leave that there. <laughs> she has more there. We're sorry. Uh, number eight. Yeah, number eight, the entire movie is disjointed and so many, so many crucial moments were cut out. Uh, you can't fit an entire Avatar season into one movie. Um, nine, where's the bending? Everyone is throwing punches and jabs and bending instead of bending. Um, what bender thinks? I'm a firebender, but I'm not going to use it. Instead, I'm just going to punch people. <laughs> also, can we just acknowledge that it took about 10 moves to perform one bending move? I could, I could easily run up and hit a bender right in the head <laughs> while they perform a single move. What's the deal <laughs> with bending? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then she, uh, her last, or her last couple of things, um, why do firebenders need a source of fire? And number 11, was Team Avatar even a thing? They didn't really seem like friends, and they didn't really even talk to each other that much. They might as well be strangers. Uh, so yeah, they, she pretty much brought up everything that I had, uh, just thought up on my own watching this. I mean, honestly, she nails just about every complaint I had about it, and they're all pretty big complaints. So, Corey, I'm sure you agree with a lot of those uh, fellows who didn't watch the cartoon. Those are the major complaints um, and the major uh, differences between the cartoon and this movie. So that's what everybody hates about it. <laughs> Corey, would you agree? Oh, I would agree. Uh, is this our yes or no's? Yeah, we, we'll give our yes or no's now. Corey, why don't you start? All right. Uh, it's obviously going to be a no. It's very bad. Um, the main problem with this movie is that the entire movie is exposition. You can't fit 20 episodes of a show into a single movie. <laughs> it just can't happen. So yeah. it was never really going to work. And the acting is insane at, at times. Uh, the choices they make are absurd. It has the worst sequel bait since the Super Mario Brothers movie. And the bending does not look good. Like I said before, it's delayed, so it just looks weird. And there's a couple moments here where I think it's okay, but they're pretty few and far between. It's overall a pretty hard watch. Either, I think, from a fan of the show or from someone new, it's just too much shit getting thrown at you. You don't know what's going on. Mm. And uh, it's bad. That's all I got. Pap? Yeah, it's a no. I feel like it was a yes for my pick though that it feels like you didn't like it very much I, I just have to kind of question like what's the value of even taking what what is presumably everyone seems to love an animated show and making it with real people and condensing it down to like four movies whatever they're gonna do it's it was cynical from the beginning there doesn't seem to be much artistry or care for the original uh television show at all so it did make me really interested in watching the show if it was like on a streaming service like CBS All Access or something like that, I would probably even 
do the 30 day trial just to try and like bang it out. But until then, I'm going to put it on my watch list. But for this movie, it's a hard no. Uh, Stevie? Uh, this movie is the hardest of no's. Uh, it is fundamentally flawed from the script down to the acting. Like, I never thought I'd say this. Like, Mortal Kombat is a better written, better acted, <laughs> like, better CGI than this movie. <laughs> And it came out in 1995. Like, if you watch the last fight between Shang Tsung and, um, God, what's the main character's Liu name? Kang. Uh, Liu Kang. Like, that looks better than anything in this movie. That came out in 95. So, this is the absolute hardest of no's, but I am so happy I watched it because question marks the entire time. Josh? Man, I, this movie is so bad. I think you all are missing the beauty no. of it. I, I think it turns the corner. <laughs> and I, I mentioned it early in the pod, but how constant and like dedicated they are to the trip hop, serious face <laughs> motions to summon these elements. I, I just kept laughing every time they did it. And like Pappy said, it did make me interested in like the original source material. I don't think it like ruined it for me. And ultimately, like knowing this is from M. Night Shyamalan, and it's the same guy that produced moments like I don't know. Think of the interactions between Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix and Signs. Like it's the same guy. He's doing this on purpose or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was entertained. It was kind of like a train wreck, and I couldn't look away. I'm going to give it a soft yes, I guess. Just hold down the fort here. <laughs> Josh, this movie is worse than Eric Clampton's stats, uh, stance on immigrants, dude. It really is. <laughs> God. It's so uh, bad. It's so, woke. Uh, so, so far, we got three no's and one yes from Josh. Uh, Josh, uh, that, uh, is gonna be the lone yes, uh, I think. That's fair. Cause I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this a no. Um, like Annie said, I mean, you don't even gotta listen to this podcast. Just go read that Amazon Prime review by Annie. Uh, it's not a good movie and she lists all the reason why. Um, but really, my main problem with it is just, Avatar is like so good at character development, I feel like, and injecting humor into what is kind of like a serious, serious plot. I mean, the plot is really about genocide and a war going on, and it still manages to be funny. And this is not funny at all. Uh, I don't feel like I connect with any of the characters or find them interesting or even want to watch them on screen. And, uh, it's just so boring and, I don't have as much of a problem with the CGI as maybe Stevie does, I, and it is ILM, so I think it looks a little better than Mortal Kombat, Stevie. Not but, even close, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, but it's if you manage to watch this and it gets you interested in The Last Airbender, that is fucking great. I mean, I would definitely try to watch this before I watch The Last Airbender cartoon series just so I don't ruin the cartoon series after watching this movie. Um, but yeah, I would skip this and just watch the cartoon. Honestly, if you're interested in anything at all that we have talked about here, because the cartoon is great and this movie is a definite no dog. So it's four no's and one yes from Josh. Mikey, do you, th do you think you would have liked a movie? And I know I gave it a ton kind of tongue in cheek. Yes, but a definite yes. But 
Do you think you would have liked it if they would have tried to like make it one smaller story instead of making it such a wide sweeping universe shaping Avatar story? If it- uh, that also brings up like another problem I have with it because they set it up for a sequel, obviously. Um, then why do they rush through so much other stuff if that was the intention the whole time? It doesn't make any sense to. We ran through essentially the first four seasons of this show, <laughs> and it's only four seasons long, uh, uh, and we did it in a hundred minutes. So I don't know what they were planning to set up after this. And there's no character development left. They they're kind of friends now, and the war is over. So I don't know. And plus, like I said before, adapting an anime into like a movie is never going to work, or at least not with this, especially when the cartoon is so well liked. It's just not a good idea, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I don't think it would ever work. And they really miscast, too, these these main characters, these main actors. Not very fun to watch, not interesting at all, not very charismatic. I don't think it would work, Josh, even if they tried to do that. Fair enough, fair enough. So, no. Uh, you guys got anything else to add, or if not, I'll. My, Mikey, sign off which here. which element would you want to bend if you could pick one? Uh, well, I think you get the most bang for your buck with the air bending. You yeah. Can move some earth. You can move some fire. Water. I'm sure you can move with water. Got wet. You made waves. Mm, air bending, and you can pretty much fly with that little kite thing he has. So, air bending is definitely the way to go. What about you guys? I think they make, in this show, they make airbending seem like the best. And there's only one airbender, and he's the avatar, so maybe that's why. But it definitely seems like the coolest yeah. to me. I'd want to bend Pap Grease, if I could. Ew! <laughs> what? <laughs> the most abundant natural resource on Earth. Oh, oh, it's not Pap Grease. <laughs> I've gotten into longboarding recently. I would choose maybe earthbending. Could I just, like constantly keep like myself going downhill and just like long give yourself a little hill yeah that'd be dope that'd be cool what about heart uh so there's no heart no captain Captain planet Planet? i see yeah i know i got it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's too late to pod for that joke Um, so yeah, that was uh, Avatar Last Airbender. That was my pen- punishment episode from the Oscars. Sorry it took so long to get around to it. Um, hopefully this uh, app turns out okay. We did it a little differently tonight. But um, yeah, Avatar Last Airbender movie sucks. That's our final verdict on it. And uh, that was spoilers. So is is the air tribe like so powerful? That's why they're like monks or something, or are those just like the best at it? I was I honestly uh, am interested in like the lore of the, this movie. The Fire Nation knew that the Avatar was going to be reborn as an Airbender. So That's why they all got taken out. Yeah, yeah. Are the dances as long in the show as they are in the movie? It's not so much dancing in the show, like it's like a movement happening while they're doing it. Yeah, like, they're moving. I, I was just befuddled when like Dev Patel like walked out like onto like that ship's like deck, and he took thirty seconds to to produce two fireballs and walked away. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> it's insane. And I'm then he sure does. They, I wonder if they were like, oh man, this is going to look fucking sweet. I'm doing all this moves. I'm because. <laughs> In the in the cartoon, it's like all based on like different styles of martial arts and stuff. So I wonder if they like learn martial arts here, and they're like, "Wow, this is gonna look fucking awesome with all this fire flipping around me." Then they watch like, the finished really movie, and they didn't post produce anything around them. It's just them. Yeah. 